dear students this class we will be looking at sailing to byzantium by wb yates you have already got an introduction about wb yates and we have found that uh, his last period of his poetic life he has developed a metaphysical strain in the manner of early eliot and pound and uh, this found uh some kind of resonance in uh, sailing to byzantium also and it's his most enduring work uh, is the poetry of his maturity and old age and this poem is also uh, from the uh, last period of his poetic life and his poetry is characterized by its intense lyricism its use of symbolism its sensuous beauty precision etc okay so before we go straight into the poem let us look at the title okay sailing to byzantium uh, as you all know byzantium uh, was a greek city during classical times and uh, it was uh, later invaded by the romans and the romans uh, renamed it as constantinople after the emperor uh, constantine uh, and they made it the capital of their eastern empire okay and later uh it gained so much of prominence in trade and commerce and uh it became the center of culture so much so that numerous monuments and architectural wonders were created during the uh, roman period and later on in about uh, 1453 the city fell to the ottoman turks okay and it became the capital of ottoman empire and the turks called the city istanbul and uh, now uh, though uh, the uh, uh, capital of turkey has been shifted to ankara uh, this particular city istanbul still holds the most uh, number of people in uh, turkey okay so this city has uh, which was founded by the greeks Uh, and which worshipped the pagan gods was Christianized by the Romans and was conquered again by the Muslim Turks. So it, it saw a kind of radical shift in art, architecture, and culture from paganism to Christian and later Islamic traditions. Yeats's knowledge of the city of uh, Byzantium was derived from a variety of sources. and he read on byzantine art uh, and culture especially the age of justinian and theodora published in 1905 by wg homes then om dalton's byzantine art and archaeology published in 1911 and eugene strong's apotheosis and afterlife published in 1915 and it is said that during his visit to ravenna which is the capital of the western of part of the byzantine empire he saw a 6th uh, century byzantine uh, uh, what you would say mosaic forming a frieze on the uh, topmost part of the church of uh, san apollinaire nuovo in ravenna and this frieze uh, had two uh, great panels a frieze is actually the topmost part of the uh, wall of a church where some kind of artistic engraving would be found and it would most probably be uh, covered in uh, gold okay so uh, such engravings actually inspired uh, wb yates and 
some of the imagery that you would find in this particular poem were derived from those uh, images that he had seen in Ravana. Now let us look at the poem. I shall recite the poem once and then we can go in detail. That is no country for old men, the young in one another's arms, birds in the trees, those dying generations at their song, the salmon falls, the mackerel crowded seas, fish flush or fowl, come and all summer long, whatever is begotten, born and dies. Caught in that sinful music, all neglect, monuments of unaging intellect. An aged man is but a paltry thing, a tattered coat upon a stick, under soul clap its hands and sing, and louder sing for every tatter in its mortal dress, nor is there singing school but studying monuments of its own magnificence. And therefore I have sailed the seas and come to the holy city of Byzantium. O sages standing in God's holy fire, as in the gold mosaic of a wall, come from the holy fire, burn in a gyre, and be the singing masters of my soul. Consume my heart away, sick with desire and fastened to a dying animal, it knows not what it is, and gather me into the artifice of eternity. Once out of nature, I shall never take my bodily form from any natural thing, but such a form as Grecian goldsmith make of hammered gold and gold enameling to keep a drowsy emperor awake, or set upon a golden bow to sing to lords and ladies of Byzantium of what is past or passing or to come. Let's look at the structure of the poem. The poem is broken into four stanzas, each containing eight lines. Now, it has a, a rhyme scheme also, AB, AB, AB and CC. So, uh, this poem uh, having this particular rhyme scheme with eight lines would make it a, a, a kind of form known as Ottawa Rhyma. Okay. And Yates wrote the poem in iambic pentameter and there is a rhyming couplet at the end of each stanza. As the poem is in iambic pentameter, it means that there are a total of five iams in a line and the stress falls on the second syllable in each foot. Okay. So, uh, this gives the rhythm of the poem an uplifting notch. Besides, the poet's journey to Byzantium is also on an elevated uh, step towards eternity. Hence, this uh, use of iambic pentameter. And there is a song-like structure that makes the mood of the poem quite optim optimistic, though the poet touches on the negative aspects of worldly life. Let us look at the first stanza of the poem. There is no country for old men. The young in one another's arms, birds in the trees, those dying generations at their song. The salmon falls, the mackerel crowded seas, fish, fresh or fowl, come and old, summer long, whatever is begotten, born, and dies. Caught in that sensual music, all neglect monuments of unaging intellect. Here, the speaker, who might be W.B. Yeats himself, during his old age, who has matured as a poet, he thinks that Ireland is no country for old men. And this could be Ireland or life lived as a mortal in the real world of flesh and blood. Okay. And he thinks that he should be leaving Ireland. Because there are too many young people around doing what young people do. 
they have their lack of inhibitions and their sensuality they are not interested in people like wbhs and more than that they are always singing the new poets the young generation they are singing about those dying generations they are uh, concerned with uh, life and death the physical world as such those dying generations they are singing birds in the trees okay so the new poets they are the singing birds in the trees for their song okay the salmon falls the mackerel crowded seas fish flush or fowl they all express the cycles of life conception birth growth fertility sickness and maybe even death okay so nature too cannot help but express itself in song and abundances of the cycles of life which would naturally include concept from conception birth maybe growth and fertility to sickness and death salmon falls actually is a place in ireland famous for fishing and the mackerel crowded seas uh, uses an image of shoals of mackerel uh, in the salmon falls caught in that sensual music all neglect monuments of unaging intellect so everybody is caught in the sensual music of the cycles of life the music of conception birth growth fertility sickness death and everything going on again and again and again so there is so much going in that particular sensual music so what chances would these monuments of unaging intellect that is uh, timeless art as uh, the art created by uh, wb eight simpsons what chance would it have because these young poets they are not at all interested in the kind of poetry written by wb eight they are interested in the cycles of life in sensuality in the cycle of life and death etc now we shall look at the second stanza an aged man is but a paltry thing a tattered coat upon a stick unless soul clap its hands and sing and louder sing for every tatter in its mortal dress nor is there singing school but studying monuments of its own magnificence and therefore i have sailed the seas and come to the holy city of byzantium here again age is the focal point the speaker emphasizes the worthlessness of an old man he is nothing but a tattered coat upon a stick he is a scarecrow what would need to happen for his soul is to make some kind of soul music okay uh, which could take precedence but there are no such singing schools around yeats was inspired by blake's vision of his brother's soul clapping hands in joy as it ascends to heaven so that image is uh, used here the image shows us the elevation of the spirit to a higher plane when great art is created his 
says, unless soul clap its hands and sing and louder sing for every tatter in its mortal dress, for every decay in the actual material body, there is no particular singing schools as such which are doing this right now. There is only study of materialism, of things that are subject to decay and death. But Yeats wants to transcend all that and get himself raised to a higher plane. And hence he writes, nor is there singing school but studying monuments of its own magnificence. Okay, so there is only the study of materialism, of things which are subject to death and decay. And therefore I have sailed the seas and come to the holy city of Byzantium. So the speaker has journeyed away from all that okay, and is now approaching uh, or is already in Byzantium which is this uh, particular paradisical place for great art. So here in these two stanzas you can see uh, that the reason for the journey is already set. That is an escape from the cycles of mortality, from the cycles of uh, birth until death. Stanza 3 O sages standing in God's holy fire as in the gold mosaic of a wall, come from the holy fire, burn in a jaya and be the singing masters of my soul. Consume my heart away, sick with desire, and fasten to a dying animal it knows not what it is, and gather me into the artifice of eternity. Here is a direct plea to the divine, maybe to the image of the holy virgin and uh, the other holy martyrs uh, whom he had seen being engraved in Byzantine frieze mosaic in San Apollonia Nuovo at Ravenna. He asked these immortal sages to burn in a jaya, to spin in a jaya, and to be a thread as if it in a spool. And the speaker here is requesting the, stages, uh, the sages to spiral down through the jaya. And as we have already seen in the previous poem that a jaya is a conical shape, uh, which is a symbol for the cyclical view of history from uh, Yeats's occultic uh, point of view and this uh, spiraling down of uh, the sages in the form of a jaya would make his soul sing that's what he feels so he says O sages standing in God's holy fire as in the gold mosaic of a wall come from the holy fire burn in a jaya and be the singing masters of my soul okay they could teach him how to sing or to create great poetry. God's holy fire uh, is an allusion to the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament and it could also be an allusion to Blake's illustration of Dante entering the holy fire which is a representation of uh, the Purgatorio from uh, Divina Commedia by Dante. Uh, which is divided into the three sections, as you all know, Paradiso, Inferno and Purgatorio. And uh, there can be a different meaning to the word Pern. Pern here would mean turn, turn in a jaya, 
but uh, one of the critics have opined that pern could actually mean a buzzard or a hawk and a hawk would fly uh, in a uh, kind of an uh, spiraling motion through the air and hence uh, pern could also mean a buzzard or a hawk this is the same image that we also get in the second coming so here we have a, a mixture of uh, images a mix of uh, byzantine art in the form of the gold mosaic uh, and occult philosophy of uh, the jaya okay the poet goes on to say consume my heart away sick with desire and fastened to a dying animal it knows not what it is okay so the heart knows not what it is it is fastened to a dying animal and it is sick with desire so the speaker here is clear he is sick of the flesh and blood existence the material existence and he wants to be like a god and live forever he uh, wanted an eternal existence like a work of art okay and art and spirituality were for uh, yeds they were intertwined they were not separate okay so he wanted to become like art so he asked these uh, sages to uh, gather him into the artifice of eternity to make him into an artifice into an artwork okay so that he would be eternalized or immortalized like the uh, frieze golden mosaic work on the walls of san apollonia nuovo at ravenna here the words dying animal refers to the physical body okay and the soul is fastened to this particular physical body and in the last line of this particular stanza uh, he says gather me into the artifice of eternity and here is an allusion to eds's own short story titled the table of uh, the tables of the law which actually uh, gives us the uh, story of Moses and how the 10 commandments were given to him in the form of a uh, form of two stone uh, stone tables it wants to be consumed by the art itself so that it may absorb it sorry it may absorb him uh, into it the final stanza of the poem also reaffirms the desire uh, for yeats uh, to become like a perfect work of art that you find in byzantium so this uh, final stanza also reaffirms that desire and we see that the speaker doesn't want anything to do with the natural world and he prefers uh, the world of art rather than the world of flesh and blood where cycles of life and death would continue he says once out of nature i shall never take my bodily form from any natural thing but such a form as grecian goldsmiths make of hammered gold and gold enameling to keep a drowsy emperor awake or set upon a golden bow to sing to lords and ladies of byzantium of what is past or passing or to come so here the poet says that once he is out of nature 
once he escapes his physical body he shall never take the form of any living being he would take he would never take the bodily form from any natural thing but he would prefer such a form as grecian goldsmith would make out of hammered gold and gold enameling so whatever uh, great art the grecian craftsman could make that would be the kind of form into which he would like to transform into the grecian goldsmiths would engrave the image or they would create uh, a golden bird okay which would be a prophetic creature which would sing about all times about times uh, which is past that is uh, or passing which is the present or the times which are to come which is the fu- uh, future so he wants to become a mechanical golden uh, bird which could actually sing about the past present and the future okay uh, and maybe it could sing it to the lords and ladies of byzantium this might also refer to uh, hans christian andersen's uh, story the emperor's nightingale where a uh, clockwork nightingale was created by the artisans of his empire to sing him to uh, sleep when an original nightingale uh, was not to be found for the emperor and the mechanical artifice, artificial uh, nightingale could create great music much sweeter than that of the original uh, nightingale byzantine art and architecture were not naturalistic or realistic representations of objects they were highly stylized and artificial focusing on the artifice innate to art art as you all know is quite artificial having an innate artifice in it and from this artifice or artificiality came the word art so Uh, the poet wishes that once out of nature i shall never take my bodily form from any natural thing he wants to become a stylized uh, art form okay he wants to become a thing of uh, great beauty which is highly stylized and artificial which would be uh, celebrating that artifice essential artifice of art and this artificial bird is to be hammered out of gold and gold enameling by the grecian goldsmiths okay so the imagination of the grecian goldsmiths uh, which would conjure up uh, an all knowing prophetic creature a bird which will sing uh, to the uh, lords and ladies of byzantium of what is past or passing or what is to come would be an ideal for wbh he would want to become immortal through art he is not content with creating immortal art he wants to convert himself into an art maybe his soul would transform into something as perfect as an artificial artwork that is his uh, wish that is the kind of uh, mystical or spiritual elevation that he would want after his life and soon his wish was granted after his death and wh orden immortalized him 
in his poem in memory of wbs which will be the next poem we will be learning so let's look at the main ideas once again okay so this poem is about a man escaped from his country to a place where he can revive his soul with glorious work of art as a speaker of the poem the poet declares that he does not belong to his country as it is full of young people to him the young generation lives in the present moment and they do not think about death they are absorbed in gaining worldly pleasures which never allows them to understand the cyclical nature of life therefore they are not only they not only neglect the old men who are wiser than them but also neglect the art that neither dies nor grows old they are transfixed by the sensual music of its singing birds which is represented by decaying multitudinous bodies of fish flesh fowl etc these dying generations of the world's birds sing songs to the body songs which distract all people from the contemplation of monuments of unaging intellect which is great art the speaker feels helpless and decides to move on this is how he imaginatively sails to byzantium to illuminate his soul with glorious works of art and later to eternity where age is not an issue and he will be able to transcend his physical life the journey is a metaphorical one the journey of the artist as yates grew older the idea of byzantium as a spiritual and artistic ideal increased in importance his aging body brought some frustration into his life both physical and sexual and poetry allowed him a form of expression and escapism sailing to byzantium is yates's creative answer to the question of mortality flesh and blood are but a cover for the eternal spirit and for yates byzantium was the place where the spirit could rest and secure a legacy in eternity the poem seems to be set initially between two worlds that of inevitable death and immortality and mid-voyage so to speak the speaker leaves the country he rejects and reaches the destination he longs for yeats makes byzantium a symbol of eternity a quality manifested only by works of art the permanence of art is contrasted with the transience of mere animal life later the poet expresses his wish to get transformed into a golden bird so that he could become an eternal piece of art he wishes to elevate his soul to the level of eternity which enshrines byzantine art so this poem has transcendence as its main theme transcendence for escaping the body and the mortal life and reaching a new spiritual state specifically the speaker that is yeats wants to become an artifice in the form of a singing golden bird thematically this poem contrasts the artifice of art with the natural world of biological activity it subsists in the tension generated between the world of flesh and that of the spirit between youth and old age between life and death between change and changelessness between nature and art dear students we have come to the end of this poem
and i hope you all will be having a wonderful day today so thank you for listening to this podcast